magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I am Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. Welcome (laughs) to the podcast, everyone. Hello. So... This has been quite a week, I got to say, for me and, I mean, just the world, first of all. It's been a really rough week. Yeah. Like RBG dying, Breonna Taylor's murders, not getting, you know, her not getting justice. Um, Yeah. There's something else that happened in the world, too, aside from us just being a pandem- in a pandemic. It's been- right, and so many places being on fire. Yes. I mean, oh, it's been, it has been a rough week and I have felt, well, it's interesting because I have noticed it too in my clients, which we'll talk about later, but like just a general energy trend of um, a lack of feeling safe, you know, like oh. that's like a lot of root chakra stuff has been coming oh, up yeah. too. Yeah. And I felt really... um. I've noticed how I'm going a little bit back into old patterns, which it's in, it's I'm very grateful for having the job I have because I see it in other people and I'm like, oh, no, you're not going back. You're just growth is a spiral. And so you're getting tested, you know, from to use your skills that you have. But it doesn't mean you're back where you were, you know, Yeah, and like learn them maybe in a new way or a deeper way or practice having yes. compassion for yourself as you move through that challenge again. That's yeah. right. And it doesn't mean like all is lost and oh, all the work I do and I'm just back yeah, to back where to I was. One. Yeah. yeah, I'm imitating myself, not people I see, by the way. <laughs> These are the people. <laughs> no, but- oh, I'm so boring. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, but I think that is a way that we can be hard on ourselves. Yeah, because of like the paradigm of uh, school. Like in school, it's like you learn something and then you know it, and then you should just know it. And it's well, like, that's actually, not how spiritual growth works. Yes, it's interesting you say that though, because I didn't know this before. I was homeschooling, um, not because of the pandemic. I actually used to homeschool before the pandemic, um, and then I stopped. And the joke was on me because then I had to go back to it. But um, <laughs> in school, actually, what they do is they introduce topics and then they come back to them in later grades. So oh. that, yeah, so they do do that actually in spiral learning. around. Yes, they spiral cool. around. So yeah, I have no. I had my old old habit. Of like I used to get real spacey as a kid. I was very. They used to call me. Well, my fourth grade teacher called me the absent-minded professor, and I Aww. always remembered because <laughs> <laughs> I just had no sense of like I would forget everything. It used to drive my mother crazy, as you can imagine. Um, and I'm feeling a little bit like, oh, I really have to tell myself to come back to grounding. Um, because I really am, yeah, just worried about. Not worried, but I I just keep getting a little spacey. Is everything like, okay? Oh, I thought lately. You were ch- yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was for a second. Okay, <laughs> but you you've been feeling spacey lately. Yeah, just like a little bit like not spacey like I used to be, but just a little bit like yeah, it feels a little space. I feel a little spacey, hmm. spacier than normal. Well, I, so last week we picked, um, because at the beginning of the podcast, if you haven't listened before, we like to talk about the cards we drew last week 
for this week. We draw cards at the end of each episode. And so last week we drew, I drew Pansy from the Magic of Flowers Oracle, which is Contemplate. And you drew like an activate or like transformation type card from the Work Your Light Oracle. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if what you're experiencing is sort of in the same uh, energetic pattern of what I experienced this week, which was, I think, transformation and did require contemplation, which Mm. was like, was balance. I think it really helped because for the Good Vibe Tribe, we did a Mabin ritual Mm. and it was really equinox because there's people in the tribe that are also in the Southern Hemisphere. Mm -hmm. And balance was the theme. And that day, even before the ritual, uh, I felt... I I was like, why do I feel so tired? I was just feeling really tired and really not uh, motivated. And also, I even stopped wanting to read very much. Like, I usually am constantly (laughs) reading, which then changed because I read Natasha's book, which was amazing, Uh, and I couldn't put it down. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, you guys are going to love it whenever uh. it becomes available. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I was just like, wow, I just feel so tired. And Mm. then I realized I have not taken a break or a vacation for so long and so I just realized I need to like it's good that I have been so motivated but then I have to acknowledge when that yeah I also need to stop and rest and take care of myself sometimes and that's important too and that reminds me of what Britain said to you about the your Gemini and the sixth house of Gemini and Mars yeah, and also what Kate said to me, too, about being a trans, yeah. what is it? <laughs> manifesting <laughs> Whatever generator. Whatever the hell you want. Yeah. yeah but, that, but that Mars, yes, that too, but Mars is right now retrograde, too. So, And there's a lot of action going on in Mars, and that's really in your six healths of doing all of the things. Oh, right. Yeah. So, yeah. so I was like, you know what? I don't need, maybe, what can I take off my to-do list, and how can I just really chill and let that be okay? And yes. it shifted so much for me this oh, week. Good. So I don't know if it's like, I feel like that's a theme is finding balance and also that transformation activate card that you drew I think might have pointed to energy just shifting for us in various ways this week yeah and being, letting ourselves be attuned to that I think you're right because overwhelm is something I've been feeling from the world I mean like I said there's so much going on in the world right now especially politically the thing is after Ruth Bader Ginsburg died I got back into bad practices of being on Facebook and politically speaking, oh, and it, yeah. there's so much doom and gloom on there. And yeah, I was getting activated in a not good way there. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. The balance of like, oh, wait a minute. No, I'm going to let go of that and do what I can. Like I signed up to send out postcards and, and phone bank and like get out the vote. So I'm trying to use that energy in a positive way instead of getting it like yeah, finding the balance of how am I mm-hmm. going to be politically active and still be a person. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty profound, the equinox energy of because the, there is that balance, um, you know, that ability to find balance because the days and nights are of equal length. But I for me, I think it actually is pretty significant when it stops being the days are longer and then it starts being the nights are longer. Mm -hmm. For me, like it's, there's some kind of fundamental like time to sort of recalibrate. (laughs) Like something's different. 
And so for me, it was like, now it is really time to start winding it down and resting Mm. so that you can balance, you know, harvest time is passing. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. Um, All right. Well, that was our week then, I guess, right? Did we wrap it up? Yeah, okay. I feel like we... there's more I could talk about, but oh, well, well, can I just tell like, you really quick? I saw a fox outside my window and it was really cute. Yeah, you should tell <laughs> me that. <laughs> it <laughs> was so, it was like early, early in the morning. Oh. It was so early that it was completely dark out, oh but um, so like not even close to sunrise and solo. Um, I could tell he was like running. You can always tell when there's wildlife close to our yeah. house because he's really alert. So he ran and I turned on the porch light and then he ran over to this other window and I looked out the window and there was a fox looking in at us like oh just yards God. away like smiling at us Aww. like just smiling like hi guys oh hi my. who are you it was so cute oh, was so cute. that's really magical <laughs> you know that reminds me have you seen this Netflix movie called um I my octopus the teacher no oh yeah you should watch that um, okay. It's all about this guy that befriends this octopus. Oh. Yeah, for a whole, I mean, it was really, yeah. I have some issues with the guy himself. <laughs> but um, I think I'm alone in that. Actually, Brett felt the same way. <laughs> Brett cries at everything, and I was crying at the end, and he wasn't. And I was like, why aren't you crying? This is weird. And he's like, eh, the guy kind of. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Took it out of it for me a little bit. Yeah. I It, it was a little bit <laughs> like he was in a deep romantic relationship with this octopus, which oh. I found a little distracting. It's not true. I just, he wasn't. It wasn't that. And I'm sure people who've seen it are upset with me for, or maybe they're not, but like, maybe they're like, like I on. thought that same thing. <laughs> I'm so glad she said it. I mean, he did talk about, he was like, all I could think about was her day and night. <laughs> I wake up, I think of her. <laughs> I go to bed, I think of her. I could not wait. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I could not wait to wake up and see her again. <laughs> but then like, you see this octopus and it's like, oh, it's so beautiful, oh. you know. So, and actually we're going to interview we talked about something in this interview that you're going to hear soon that reminded me of the oh her how she was talking about the plants but not she didn't it did not seem like with her with Paige that it was a romantic relationship with her plant <laughs> but but it reminded me of how like she was so excited to see it you know oh yeah anyway um I almost brought this up then but it is a real I'd love for you to watch it everyone okay. it's a beautiful connection to you know, life, which we really need right now to, to animals. And I think also part of it is, and maybe, okay, I'll just say it is like, I already have this, like, he was like, I've never felt this connection before to anything. And then my son was watching. He's like, what about your son? (laughs) I'm really, I'm really ruining this. It was a beautiful movie. (laughs) But, um, but I have so much connection to animals that I was like, I was really happy to see other I'm glad it's out there because people really, you know, the more we're connected to animals, the more we can feel the earth and feel Mm -hmm. love for, you know, there's just so much bipolar. Is this the right word? Bipolarization right now? Like just people. What is the word I want? 
Um, I mean, but, maybe just polarization. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess it might describing. not be bipolarization. It might just be polarization. Just like politically in our country right now, it's just oh, yeah. so much us versus then. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And I, I don't know why I put the bi in there. But um, so it's nice to have like a unifying movie where it's like, oh, well, you know what, guys? We're all just one here. We're oh, all just yeah. animals. We're all just love. Let's just love yeah. each other, you know? Yeah. Well, I went off there. But um, yeah, but it was like I've seen foxes before, but I haven't ever seen them smiling at me, like yeah. looking at through the window. And it was cute how it seemed like the he and Solo were wanting to be friends. It was just oh, really so awesome. sweet. Maybe that's I a know. sign Solo needs a kitten. I was just thinking that today. I <gasps> you was thinking, were? You need a friend. I think you need a friend. And I was like, I'm going to ask Natasha if she thinks that Solo you, needs a friend. I literally almost said that before. <laughs> you. I'm telling you, I was like, uh, I, in my head, I was like, Solo needs a friend. I was just thinking, because this morning I was getting that from him. I was like, I feel like you yes. need a friend. So, yeah, I'll have to talk uh, to you about that. Great. Write that down. <laughs> I'm writing it down. <laughs> Solo needs a friend. Okay. <laughs> well, now let's talk about what our what we're doing. Oh yes. Um. You know what? Now it's time to um <laughs> talk about go, our oh talk about Power Hour. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. do Power Hour again. We love doing it, right? Yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> it's it's um Cocktail Power Hour That's where right. we hang out on Instagram with a cocktail That's and right. we talk about. Whatever a topic. The topic. Oh yeah, we have to decide week. on a topic today. Yeah. So tonight, okay. today at the end, we'll tell you what the topic is. And we, I usually have a glass of wine or something, and Tess usually has an edible. The last two times I had edibles. I yeah. think I want to have a beer this time. For okay. Real. You said it last time, and you didn't. I know. So I don't know. believe it until you see it, folks. So <laughs> <laughs> show up. We'll see. Ask we'll us see. questions. We answer them inebriated, and hope that we're giving you good advice. It's fun though. It is. It's really so fun. yeah, you can go to our Instagram at seven o'clock Eastern time. Right. And from there, you figure it out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's five o'clock or four o'clock Pacific, five o'clock Mountain, six o'clock Central, seven o'clock Eastern. On this Wednesday. Wednesday, the 30th, which is actually International Podcast Day. Is it really? So, it what is. a great so, day to do it. I know. So celebrate your favorite <laughs> podcast with us on International Podcast Day. And I think it's cool, too, that we're talking to Paige Vanderbeck today, who is a podcaster. That's right. The week of International Podcast Day. I do, too. I also think that's great. Yeah, okay. Good. And then we're just going to do a little self-promotion. So mine is that on the full moon, which is the day after their, um, our power hour, I will be doing another Zoom where I, I call it the Zoom energy tune-up. Well, it's not the Zoom energy tune-up. It's the full moon energy tune-up <laughs> <laughs> where I take the theme of the week and then I lead us through a meditation to help us align with it. So... This week, and this is just a preview for the energy report, but it's going to be about, um, first, we're going to cut cords and see what's underneath them that are creating, uh, that are, that where we're allowing cords to come in from maybe old relationships that aren't serving us, maybe they're long from the past. And then underneath all of this, even what I was talking about before, is a lot of self-worth stuff. So we're going to go into a big meditation with our Ascended Masters and Guides and lift the veil of unworthiness and 
step into our full unlimited unlimited light, limitlessness, and um, really get that in our energy pattern. So if you'd like to join me, go to my website, highestlighthealing.com, and uh, there should there'll be a button there to click on it to join me for the Zoom on Thursday, October 1st at 6. And it's a full moon, and there'll be a recording if you can't be there. Okay. Beautiful. That sounds amazing. Great. Thanks. And what about you? So I would like to talk about the Good Vibe Tribe Online School of Magical Arts, which is reopening for the last time in 2020 on October 1st. So it's just going to be open for a week. Last chance to join in the year. And you can try it for free and cancel anytime. It's free. The first month is free. And this is a membership program where you get access to my online workshops, which are video workshops with PDF files um, for worksheets. And then uh, an awesome online community. We have a Facebook group where Um it's just... We should just say those workshops are amazing. I mean, they oh, run the you. gamut from what are they? They're like chakra clearing and what? What's... There's many. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's 13. There's chakra magic. There's uh, magical housekeeping, um, divination and dowsing, yeah. Akashic records and past lives. It's a lot of stuff. A, you lot, can of learn stuff. a lot of stuff. Yeah. Go on. Thank you. Um, and then on Tuesday nights, we do live web chats. So it's a ritual every Tuesday night on Zoom and Q&A. It's really fun. Yeah. So you can check great. that out at testwhitehairs.com um, and click on Good Vibe Tribe. Yeah. Um, okay. And then finally, before we go to our interview, we just want to say we love you and appreciate you. And we would love it if you would review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast, because we um, it really helps us to be found and seen by more people. So yeah, thank we you. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And everyone yeah. who's reviewed us already, thank you so much. Yes, we're very grateful. All right. And so today we're going to interview the Fat Feminist Witch, and her name is Paige, uh-oh, what's her last name? Paige Vanderbeck. Vanderbeck, and she's written two great books, and we're excited about this interview. So here she is. Okay, we are so excited to be here with Paige Vanderbeck. Paige Vanderbeck is the host of the Fat Feminist Witch podcast and the author of Green Witchcraft and the Grimoire Journal. She found witchcraft during the Wiccan wave of the 1990s and has been devoted to the mystical and magical ever since. Welcome, Paige. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So so a new book, you have a new book, the Grimoire Journal just came out recently. I was very busy at the end of last year. Uh, yeah, the Grimoire Journal is, I'm really excited about it. It's full of um, some spells and recipes and rituals of my own, and then a whole bunch of space for people to create spells and recipes and rituals with little prompts and ideas of ingredients that they can look for that work for cer- certain things like create a money spell and here are a whole bunch of things that are regularly included in money spells you know green and gold candles and some herbs so that people can create something that works perfectly for them that sounds really awesome my daughter has recently gotten into witchcraft and she's gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get that for her it's gorgeous too (laughs) a lot of people told me they were buying it for like um like younger witches that they knew that are in like their teens because Mm -hmm. it was like you know it's like fun and creative and they can 
create something all their own because that's how teenagers work, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) They don't love to follow something that's been created already. They want to create their own thing. Oh my gosh, you just described my daughter and not in the teen years. It didn't start then. (laughs) (laughs) She was very small. Some people are just born like that. (laughs) Exactly. That's so awesome. So it's all kinds of different topics and spell and you include your favorite ones or like your tried and true ones? I included some ones that are that are just mine. So I included a family recipe for these walnut uh, crescent moon cookies that my Mm. mom always made at Christmas time. And they just they work really great for any sort of moon ritual or um you know, if you're working with other witches, they're a really cool little snack to share. So I put those in there for some moon magic, um, some recipes for bath salts and um, oil blends, how to decorate certain candles. So I added in a lot of my own like personal faves <laughs> just That's to show people kind of how you can put those together, how easy it can be to create a personalized ritual. I feel overwhelmed by all the things that we could talk about because I feel like, like, I I mean, I'm just like, okay, I have all these questions for you. I want to talk about um, your green witchcraft book too, but I feel like I want to talk about it on a scale of your relationship with herbs because I was listening to your last podcast and you were talking about the night blooming Sirius and the magic of uh, removing a generational curse with night blooming serious mm-hmm. and your relationship to that plant it just feels like this is she this isn't just something she read in a book like this is she has a deep relationship with this plant yeah. so I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about your relationship with plants maybe with night blooming serious or how you got to the point where you have such a deep connection with green witchcraft I think actually that's another thing I can maybe um a tribute to my mom. She has had um, some of the same house plants since I was a kid. Oh my! God. And some of her new house plants are really just babies from ones she's had for twenty to thirty years. Wow! So these plants were like fixtures in our house, and I got used to seeing them all the time. That they became kind of you know their own little thing, like one of the pets. They have yeah. you know a personality. They take up a certain space in the home. They mm-hmm. make you think certain things. I would play with them differently. Um, So, you know, when I got older and I had my own plants, again, my mom gave me a whole bunch of little babies from plants (laughs) that are older than me. Um, But that's just how I started caring for them and how I got used to them around my own house. You know, certain plants were really great in certain bedrooms. And I found that they made the energy in there just feel different. And especially plants that I have in my bedroom. I would kind of like talk to them at nighttime when I was winding down for bed. So I got really close, I would say, with certain plants. And the night blooming cereus is actually one of them. That is a cactus that is older than me. Wow. Um, And it didn't get flowers for kind of a long time. And then one summer, all of a sudden, it got this huge flower. And I was like, Oh my God, I've never seen this. I did all this research. I realized I was only going to get 24 hours with it. So I actually stayed up and outside and I have never smelled something as beautiful as Mm. this flower. I really sat up like all night, just kind of smelling the flower and like looking at it and admiring it. And 
you know, seeing how interesting it was that this flower kind of waited until the moon had gotten full to open up so that it was like maximum glowing. It's a very showy kind of flower, right? It really waits until there's enough moonlight to make this flower practically glow in the dark. Mm. And it's amazing. Yeah. And it moves for just 24 hours. Just 24 hours and then they fall off. And so in the summertime, I would get one. (laughs) It was like, you know, I was always waiting for it. And then, um, I started getting two flowers at a time (laughs) and I like freaked out. It's like the more excited I got about the flowers and the more I looked forward to seeing Uh, more that would pop up. This is so beautiful. I can't. I love it. It's It's, overwhelming. Can you describe the scent? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You know what? I I think that's why there's no perfume that matches this smell Mm. because it's incredibly hard to describe, but it's got this very clear floral scent, almost like um, jasmine. Mm. But then there's also this very green undertone, almost like, almost like um, an aloe leaf when you cut it open, that very like clear green (laughs) smell. It's just, it's a really, it's, I describe it as intoxicating because it just, it fills up your head kind of like Jasmine does. It's just a really beautiful smell. That's amazing. I can't believe there's no perfume or anything. Right. Yeah. I know. I was like, I want that perfume. Yes. I know. So, so it's, magical. It's this really exciting thing, you know, once a year. I yeah. get to be with this flower and see this cactus in, in kind of a new way. And it's only in the, is it in the summer, you said? Yeah, because it likes the, it likes the sun, kind of constant sun. And it's a cactus that likes humidity. And we have a very humid climate here. So it's oh, super okay. hot and very humid in the summertime. And that's exactly what the, what the cactus needs to, oh, to flower. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 And that's just, you know, all my relationships with plants are a little bit different, but they all kind of happen that way where I, I just happen to get this plant or think it's really interesting and bring it home. And I usually make a mistake at first. <laughs> I often make mistakes. That's good to hear. The plants. I'm yeah. so bad with plants and I'm always like, why am I bad with plants? Like, you it know, doesn't and some feel plants, right to me. And some plants just don't get along with everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. There yeah. are some plants that I can't grow to save my life. Lavender yeah, is incredibly easy to grow and I can't do it. I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> I have that with orchids and with uh, African violets. And like I'll try, I've tried several times. Yeah. I'm like, no, this time I'm going to follow all the rules. I'm going to yeah. ask people who know. It's yeah. just like, no, nope, they're not my friend. They don't want to, <laughs> they don't want to live in my house. I have the same problem with orchids. The flowers fall yeah. off almost yeah. instantly and yeah. I could huh. keep those leaves alive forever. I end up just giving the plant to someone Me who's too. better with it. You know? Yeah. And it does seem like there are people who just are really great with orchids. And yeah. that that is so not me. Right. I it's wonder some, about plants sort of relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like, I mean, like succulents, anyone should be able to keep alive. But there's this one succulent. Do you know this one where it's like crawly? Like the, it's like a rope. Like, yeah, I can't. I've had. Excuse me, I've had two of those and they both died. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> what I, I love this plant. Yeah. Maybe overwatered with the succulents. It can be. And sometimes you have no idea what it is. Yeah. Like you yeah. can follow all totally. the rules. Yeah. yeah. I love um mugwort. I don't know why. It's <laughs> I love it's kind it. of a so weird. magical. Yeah, yeah. I, I love mugwort. And I can grow mugwort, you know, in a pot in the ground no matter what. 
Yeah. I used to have a pet rabbit and he would eat the entire mugwort plant <laughs> and it would just grow back. Wow. <laughs> so this year I was like, oh, I'm going to try wormwood because they're in the same plant family. Nothing. Um, like this plant is the same size now as it was when I got it at the beginning of the year. So you never know how it's going to work or what plants are going to um, like uh, resonate with your, with your energy. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So in your book, um, tell us a little bit about green witchcraft, like what, what uh, you talk about in there. So green witchcraft, it's kind of, um, it's kind of an overview of working with the powers of nature in modern witchcraft, no matter where you live. Hmm. So if you live in this beautiful cottage, you know, out in the countryside or in the woods, that's fantastic. But there's a lot of us that live in cities or live in places where we can't get out into nature as frequently. So in the book, I talk a lot about different ways to make a relationship with the planet and, you know, visiting a beach for the full moon to connect with that watery vibe of the moon. Mm -hmm. I talk about how the tides work and how the moon um, controls the tidal force, just so you can kind of see how connected everything in nature is. You know, the moon is so far away, but it still has this connection to the planet and we can also tap into that connection and use it. I also share about 15 of my favorite um, flowers, herbs, plants, trees and uh, crystals and stones. So there's 15 of each of those um, as well as some, some fun little recipes and spells and rituals that you can do with the ones in each chapter. I really just wanted to show how rewarding it can be to, you know, work with these natural elements in any way that you, you know, feel called to, whether that's growing the plant for yourself or visiting it at a botanical garden or, you know, watching documentaries about this particular plant or stone or something. There's always a way to connect. Yeah, that sounds like a great window in to beginning to connect with the magic of the earth so that people can kind of like have a framework if they're new to it. Yeah, that sounds so beautiful. So what is your sign? My sign? My sun <laughs> sign is Capricorn. Oh, okay. Moon's in Capricorn today during this interview. It is. <laughs> How and interesting is that? What's your moon and rising? Yeah, moon and rising. Uh, yeah. Next so the question. Moon is in Libra. Oh, and the rising. Too. Cool. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and my rising is in Scorpio. Ooh. So I got a I got a little collection of all these things from kind of the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. True. I have a, a Capricorn rising. And cool. I really like Scorpios. I love Scorpios. And Capricorns. Yeah. I love other Capricorns, but I don't like a lot of other moon signs or uh, <laughs> earth signs for some reason. You know, like oh, really? Taurus are fine, but we, we're not like best friends. But other Capricorns and I, we just get each other. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like all the signs in their own way. Yeah. They um, all have their, they all have their good qualities. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So an earth sign. I'm an earth sign for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. For I was wondering. Yeah. I'm very, and I'm very earth sign about it. You know, I love to, I'm kind of hands-on and I like to have visuals when I'm making magic. So I like a lot of candle spells with herbs that I can roll them in. I like to kind of see that candle burn down. I like to be able to get my hands dirty and get in there. Yeah. It's probably why I like plants so much. (laughs) Um, I was listening to your episode talking about writing the book. Um, 
the green witchcraft book. Um, how did that come about? Did they find you, like, did the publisher find you from the, from your Instagram or what happened there? Not sure if they initially found me through social media or through the podcast. They told me oh. and now I don't remember, <laughs> um, but they found me and That's they said, awesome. um, we're looking to publish some books on witchcraft and we really like your voice and your personality. And we have a few different types of books that we are kind of interested in. Are you interested in any of these topics? And I saw green witchcraft and I was like, Ooh, yeah, I can do that. I can definitely do that. And I was so excited to kind of get to share just this very specific part yeah. of my practice with people. It was bizarre to think that they were you know, coming to find me to ask me to publish a book. It was very, very like validating. <laughs> yeah, totally. How very did exciting. you start? So your Instagram is called the Fat Feminist Witch. And how did yeah. you start that? Like, what was the impetus for that? And um, how long have you been doing that also? Oh, actually, it's about it's going to be five years this year. So wow. in November. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, that was um. It, it kind of was building up for a long time and also came up out of nowhere all at the same time. I, um, I had been looking for direction for a while and I found myself with a job at a witchy store, you know, when we sold crystals and books and every day I was talking about witchcraft, which I had been interested in for years, but never very serious about. And suddenly I found that I was like absorbing all of these concepts mm. so easy and I just could not get enough. And after six months, the job uh, was no good and I had to leave, unfortunately. Mm. But I couldn't, it's like I couldn't stop talking about witchcraft. I was <laughs> like, I need to keep reading and I need to keep, I need to find some way to continue to do this. And one day I was just like, okay, I'm doing it. And I made a podcast, I recorded an episode and it took me a little while to think of a name. And I was writing down all the themes I wanted for my potential show. And I wanted to talk about body positivity and how it feels to live in a body that a lot of society thinks is bad. Uh, I wanted to talk about how that intersects with being a feminist and, and caring about the, the rights and the health and the well-being of, of women. And obviously witchcraft. And the easiest answer was the fat feminist witch. And I thought it was too abrasive, <laughs> mm, yeah. but nothing else seemed to fit quite the same. So I figured people were going to love it or hate it, <laughs> but either way, they were probably going to, you know, check it out. Yeah. So the podcast came first. Uh, I kind of created everything all in that same oh, day. Okay. I don't know if oh, I slept wow. at all that night. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's so cool. fun. So yeah, we um, are really enthusiastic about body positivity here on our podcast also. It's so, it's so important to just keep reminding people that there's, there's nothing wrong with them as they are, you know, and yeah. the way that we, the way that we talk about bodies and beauty in general in society is just, it's just skewed and it's yeah, hard it's racist for everybody. Yeah. Many other. It's hard for everybody, for right. everybody. And you know, it's okay to like feel bad about that. But now that you know, <laughs> yeah, we can find ways to feel good now. 
We don't right. have to listen to all that. We can be aware in even in the first place that we've been hypnotized and that it we it's a continued effort on the part right. of many people giving us messages to hypnotize us into feeling yeah. about ourselves. I used to feel like I had been brainwashed a little bit. I was yeah. like, I can't believe I was so upset about my body for so long. And I'm realizing now that I have no problem with it. Oh, like, awesome. <laughs> like, how yeah. could those two things be true at the same time? And it's, it's just because it had gotten into my head, you know? It, well, I mean, how can it not? <laughs> I mean, yeah. you were brainwashed. We're all being brainwashed right. into thinking yeah. there's only one correct body type and that right. there's only one way to be healthy. And I mean, it's a fat phobic society. It's like, um, it's impossible to escape, especially yeah. as women. Yeah, yeah. It's, this has been a huge thing for me within the last, like, since we started the podcast uh, over a year ago, because Natasha introduced me to the fuck it diet. And then I also read the Christy Harrison anti-diet. And like, it, just, it was just like, oh my God, I just, everything now, it's a whole other lens I'm seeing everything through. It's blows your mind. Yeah, yes. It's mind boggling. Yeah. yeah. I never thought I had a big problem with food, except that I liked it, right? And I always thought that, you know, I, I ate nothing but junk and I overate like crazy. And I had no idea how I actually ate. I didn't know what my diet actually looked like. Mm. I just assumed it was bad. Mm. You know, I had no idea what my actual health status was, but I just assumed it was bad because that's what you think. And when I yeah, realized that wasn't told. Right, yeah, it just like completely changed my outlook on life. Wow. You mean because you realized you were eating healthfully or? Yeah. Like the way I, I ate was fine. And my doctor was like, you need to stop worrying so much. You're healthy. And I realized no doctor had ever like said those words to me oh, before. And I yeah. was like, wow, that's, that's mind blowing. Oh. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. So wow. it like lifted huge weight. Yes, to have a doctor affirm that because so many doctors are trained. I mean, they talk about yeah. this in the fuck it diet, I think. Yeah. Trained to be fat phobic to it keep is just definitely. Right. Yeah. And it's a health hazard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's it's I mean, all just yeah. part of the, the toolkit of, you know, modern medicine. And there's nothing wrong with, with medicine. Obviously, it's just it needs to evolve with the times. Mm -hmm. And we're learning more and more that it's not. You know, the, the fat phobic society is more harmful than being fat, you know, could ever be. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. So yeah. I'm hoping I'm, my doctor is fairly young oh, and, good. you know, she, part of her kind of mission statement about being a doctor is that she wanted to be less judgmental, kind of like she learned in medical school. She wanted to be a lot more open-minded about people. Um, so she's been really, really great with me, really great at just talking to me about any sort of health thing that comes up without attributing it to weight instantly. Mm. Um, and whenever I have concerns, you know, she's, she's like, it's okay. Everybody worries about this stuff, but mm -hmm. I can tell you, you know, we can take some tests and there's, you're okay. Mm -hmm. so that's that's awesome. been yeah, I wish that for everybody. I know. I really <laughs> hope that that shifts, that continues to shift. Part yeah. of me wonders if it's because you're in Canada, the the great holy Canada. <laughs> I wonder. I always I always wonder how different things actually are. I, I don't know if it's because I'm Canadian or if that doctor is just 
you know, a cool doctor. Human being. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's maybe, maybe it's that. Maybe the, it's a little bit of both. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is changing for sure. Like at my practice where I go, they don't make you get weighed anymore. They're, they ask if you're okay with it. Yeah. And now I'm always like, no. Um, which is new because I have told this on the podcast before, but I went to a gynecologist like it was last year and I was like, I don't want to be weighed. And she was like, Ugh. she literally rolled her eyes at uh. me and she was like, well, how much do you think you weigh? How much do you weigh? Oh. And I was like, I don't weigh myself. I don't know. And she, yeah. and she was so annoyed with me. It's such anyway. an out of the box idea to some people that you don't weigh yourself. Some people, it's so sad. They spend... Yeah. You know, sometime every single day on the scale. Yes. And it's just because, you know, that's, that's fairly normal. A lot of people do that. And I don't think people realize how much time they actually spend standing on that scale, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of judging their body and their health based on, you know, this little number. Well, judging their worth based on that number, like they're based on this. It's it's not a big number, no matter what, they're all fairly (laughs) small numbers. It's only like, you know, probably about three digits. It's not, <laughs> Yeah, it's not huge, um, <laughs> but it really, it really can take up a lot of your life yeah. if you spend yeah. all your time doing that. Yeah. And, and I uh, do, in case it's not clear, I have so much compassion. I mean, I still sometimes will like slip into that. It's hard. I mean, we're so me conditioned. Yeah. To, to be that way. So I don't want to be like, I'm above this and I know. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, oh no. That's I, an ongoing <laughs> challenge. It oh is yeah. For sure. For sure. I'm my upset. If you hear it in my voices with society for brainwashing yeah. women into thinking this is what we're worth. And men. I mean, I yeah, always say this. Yeah, because my most, dad and brother. Yeah. Right. right, it, right it's right. in a little bit of a different way, but for sure. Yeah, um, it is. No matter, no matter what, there, there is this bias against these bigger bodies. Mm-hmm. And men have some things a little bit easier. You know, they're supposed to be bigger and stronger. Yes. So kind of okay. But not necessarily. That's only yeah. some people that think that way. Right. You know? fat men still have trouble um, getting jobs and getting paid appropriately and, you know, finding people to treat them nicely to become friends with, to, to date. It's mm. just, it's really sad. Yeah, it is. It's really we sad. to change this. So it's really great that you have this platform as much as we can have positive body um, image, you know, body, but body positivity images out there. It's people who are doing that. I'm really glad you are. Thank you. <laughs> I'm really, um, I'm really glad that I'm not the only one yeah. know, online doing that as well. There's tons of, yeah, sure. and they're so young. I love young people lately. Yeah. They're so cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. There are so many young people of so many different body sizes all over the internet that yeah. are just so, um, happy with themselves and so committed to helping other people Mm. realize that, you know, they're beautiful just the way they are. It's so like inspiring to see because when I was young, young people were not very nice. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. yeah kids it's these really days helpful. are, yeah, kids these I, days give me some hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also like being careful about who you follow too, because there's plenty of the opposite. But 
Um, I think it is really great if you have social media to fill up your feed with stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah, absolutely. Who, yeah. It makes a difference if you see people of different body types all the time, no matter what you look like. Yes. But if you see people of different body types all the time, yes. that will feel more normal when you're out in the world and you are going to see these different body types everywhere yeah. you go. Because we all have different body types. I know. It's just, it's crazy that that's not how we're socialized. <laughs> right. It's like, I cannot go outside and only see thin supermodel people. That doesn't <laughs> happen. It's right. not possible. <laughs> yeah. So it I is don't know weird. why media is yes. like that. You know? Yeah. It's super weird that if you, no matter what it I like go. that. <laughs> yeah. Like in the magazines, it's like, well, it's getting a little better. But like, oh yeah, yeah. It's and in shows better. and stuff, I feel yeah. like it's from when we were younger. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. Changing. So it's, hopeful. Yeah, there's a lot of progress. Yeah. A lot of progress, which is so exciting. It's so yeah. cool. I, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, we need to wrap up soon. Is there anything mm. else? Where can we? Well, if there's anything else that you want to say or test, did you have any other? I mean, I could. We could really just speak out all the time. We should have <laughs> yeah, a slumber party sometime. <gasps> <laughs> it would be so fun. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Little witchy um, slumber party. <laughs> but in the meantime, I think Natasha, did you just get quiet? I don't. Did I? Oh no, I did. I thought you said something, and I could just hear it in the okay. back of my headphones. Um, where can we find you? Where can everyone find you? Um, everyone can find me at thefatfeministwitch.com. Also, if you type the fat feminist witch into like any social network nine times out of 10, it's going to be me. Uh, but I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest as well, which I actually use like a lot. Oh, <laughs> there's there's, there's there, a but... lot of cool witchy, yeah. like research resources on Pinterest. That's so I'm cool. on all of those. And the podcast is on Spotify and um, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts now. And you, we can uh, get your books. Um, oh, I the know. books. Yeah. yeah. You can get those online pretty much anywhere. I would okay. love if they were being sold in like um, local witchy shops in people's cities. So mm -hmm. if you have a witchy shop or you shop at one that they sell my book, let me know and I will plug them. I love that. Yeah. It's and that is Green Witchcraft and the Grimoire Journal. Yes. By Paige Vanderbeck. Check yeah. it out. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you so much, Paige. It was great to talk yeah. to you. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Okay, we hope you loved it like we did. We love Paige. Um, so now we're going to answer a couple of questions real quick. Yeah. We don't usually do this when we have an interview, but they've been on hold because we've had so many interviews. So do you want to answer the first one? Sure. So this one is or from Angel. The first one. Mm -hmm. She says, hey, Tess and Natasha, y'all's podcast is saving my life in 2020. I listen every Monday and it helps me survive and even sometimes thrive in late stage capitalism. <laughs> I also have started watching Twin Peaks and I'm on the lookout for <laughs> Natasha. <laughs> I just want to say you won't find me. I was a stand in, which means that I'm not I wasn't acting on it. They set the lights around me. Okay, go on. <laughs> I emphatically love Tessa's books, and I mean that earnestly. Oh, thank you. I reference them all the time in my witchcraft practice, and I will be mentioning the books Magic of Flowers and Magic of Trees in my upcoming presentation at 
Portland Pagan Pride Online. Awesome. I know y'all have pets, but do you have plants you're really fond of? Do you have any thoughts on plant people relationships and how we can strengthen our bond to the plant kingdom? Thank y'all for your show and gift to the universe. Blessed be Angel. Well, that is so nice, Angel. Thank you for all those kind words. And to answer your question, yes, plants, um, much like Paige, uh, plants have been a really deep part of my life since childhood. I really did connect with her a lot Mm -hmm. on that because my mom also had a deep relationship with plants and the Secret Garden was my favorite book when I was little, uh, and yeah. my apartment manager let us have, let me have a little patch of earth to have a garden when I was a little girl. <laughs> I just love, love, love plants and feel really connected to them. And um, I will say that the practice that I talk about in the beginning of the magic of flowers, it was an amazing um, journey for me with deepening my trust in my ability to communicate with plants Mm. so i recommend trying this i wonder if i've i probably have talked about this on the podcast before but just as a reminder if i have um flowers are a great uh way to start if you want to start communicating with plants Mm. because the flower the blossom blossoms are amazing the fact that they are so fleeting and color either colorful or just so pure white i mean they're they are like visible energy Mm. like of all living things this is the the just this ability for us to in the physical world view energy it's like an energy pattern it's like a crown chakra of the plant Mm. it's a spiritual expression Mm. of the plant so it's a powerful window into receiving an energetic download of information and um, just the pattern of energy healing from a plant. So starting by, you always, I, I always suggest, this is really true in with intuition in general, with people, with plants, with crystals, is I beginning with simple presence and appreciation. Mm. So with the flower, you, it, it's good if it's in sunlight. That's helpful if you're in Portland. I know that sunlight isn't around all the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just a flower in as bright of light as is available to you and gaze at the blossom and just appreciate it. Look at the color. You might smell it. Look at the texture, like the way it's moving in the breeze just appreciate it just like this beautiful thing in front of you and come fully into the present moment and as you do that you'll find that it will you'll start to lock in in just a a short time of doing that you can kind of set that intention to open up to receiving an energetic and emotional download mm, i'm looking at my plant. plant that i have on my table as you're saying this oh yeah i mean you can, it doesn't have to be a flowering plant i mean you could do mm-hmm. this with a tree you can do this with a house plant mm-hmm. um but the the blossom can be if you're just getting started i think that's a kind of a real powerful focal because it has um it just has a real pure really high vibrating energy that is I feel like, it, I mean, it, they evolved, blossoms, flowers co-evolved with humans. And I think that their appearance, their beauty, the way that they just are showing up in the world, it has a real um, affinity for human consciousness. So yeah, 
after a moment of tuning into the beauty and the presence, then you can just go, what am I receiving? What kind of messages Mm. am I getting from this plant? What is it showing me? How do I feel? You might even like I did with Magic of Flowers, start receiving, like maybe you could translate this into English. Like what's Mm. it showing you? How could, how would that be something that you would like, in English or whatever language you speak, mm-hmm. you know, translate that. Or you might just receive it. You might just kind of feel like an energy healing coming from the plant. But the presence, being present with a plant is the time mm-hmm. when you feel, because that's what it, I think transcending human language is part of their blessing. Like there's a mm. living being that is having this consciousness mm-hmm. that is quiet and it's just a different sort of not as time oriented as human consciousness. And to spend time, of course, you can come into communication with that and it shifts your own consciousness to do that. So mm-hmm. I think any plant you can do this with, particularly if you feel drawn to it. Mm-hmm. But the trust that that's going to work, it does work every yeah. time, but it does work. It's yeah. just you have to get through that moment of like, I'm just going to sit here. I'm not going to try to get anything. I'm just going to be here with the beauty of this plant. And then you shift into this other consciousness. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Well, this is interesting because it's actually very similar to our next question, which is about the death of a pet and Brooke asks, I would love to hear more about how pets are still there with us after death and your beliefs about that. So it's really very similar in terms of the trusting, you know, that the Mm -hmm. trusting that you're getting the information. Now, like for me, I, I don't know why I just communicate very clearly. You know, I have had many pets who have passed, um, especially lately, but like my cat, Dr. Schwartz, my cat, Oakley, like they, um, like Dr. Schwartz, she told me after she passed, her name was Persephone, but, um, she's, uh, now I call her Persephone, but she's like always with me here on my right shoulder for the most part. Um, and it's a similar thing. It's about tuning in and, and trusting, like, am I getting this information? What, what information am I getting? And it's funny because um, I do trades with someone who does what I, what I do. And um, I was like, I keep forgetting to ask you about Denise because I like to just ask to, you know, like, are you getting what I'm getting kind of thing? And um, because I feel like Denise, our cat who died in July, is just still very much with us. It's like she never left. I go, I keep forgetting to ask you about Denise. And she goes, did Denise die? And she knew Denise died, but she forgot because she goes like, I'm asking because it's she's still there. It's like she's still alive. Like, uh, she's still there. And I was like, okay, that's exactly how I feel. It's uh, just like she's just here. It's like she never left. Uh, um. So I maybe need to give her a heal, <laughs> but I think she's okay. She just wants to hang out more. So anyway, that's just a long way of saying like, it's just tuning in and, you know, opening your heart chakra maybe um, and to tune in. I will say that grief is always, it's very frustrating and annoying, but it's always a deterrent in terms of being able to to communicate it it's like they have a really hard time it's hard to hear when you're in grief um it's hard to it's just really hard to hear it's almost like um it's hard for them to communicate over the grief it's almost like you have a lot of static in your space um grief is really important I'm not saying it's static but I'm just saying that's 
it, it does get in the way of communication because <clears throat> it's just a lot of energy and a lot of, a lot, um, to get through. I'm not actually even entirely sure why it's so hard. I, I wish it wasn't because I wish that, you know, that's the time we need to hear from them the most is when you're in grief like that. It just blocks the communication a little bit. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't feel grief. Like you need to feel it. You need to go through that. Yeah. And then the other thing I'll just say is a lot of times the first, I want to say like five days, it's harder to communicate with anyone who's passed. <laughs> Excuse me. But, a, but I would say even especially pets because they're going through a transition um, with people, there's still a little bit of being able to communicate, but they are still kind of like they're going through a life review, which can often take years, but it's that transition part where it's sort of like they're less available to be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. So if you're having trouble the initial few days, sometimes though they'll visit, but um, if you're having trouble the initial few days, don't worry. The, and I had to do that with Persephone when she died. I was like, okay, I know she's going to come back. Like I got a vague feeling like, okay, she, you know, communication, but then now she's been here, you know. So that's a long way of saying it's all very similar. It's just getting that muscle. It's harder for me to communicate with plants because I have I don't really do it but I'm sure if I were to keep up that practice it would be it would start to get easier so you know it's just a matter of training your intuition to trusting your intuition over time for both Mm -hmm. right yeah and I think different people have different aptitudes too yeah like it might be easier for you to communicate with plants than animals or vice versa or maybe you're great with both yeah um yeah yeah Uh, yeah that play with it Yeah, if you're more of an earthy, like, for instance, Tess is, like, more, like, with fairies. And I'm, like, like it's easier for you to have fairy connection. But I will Mm -hmm. say, as I've started talking, the more I get it, more, like, I am more open. I think it's all really about practice. If your intuition is open, like, yeah, you may be more aligned with one or the other naturally. But if you start practicing, you can do, you can do it all. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true, too. All right. Is it time for the... Uh, okay. Is it time wait, for my... Is it? Oops, I don't sorry. know. <laughs> I think so. Yes. I it think is. So. Sorry. Great. Um, wait, yeah. do you... Can you hear that construction? I feel A like little I bit. Like, is it okay? I Should think it's okay. No, I okay. think it's okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's time for the energy report. So I alluded to it before, but it really was very interesting to me that I've, uh, the energy report is when I talk about the energy trend of the week, as I've noticed in myself and my clients. And I had so many clients this week who were like, why can't I, I'm, or not why can't I, but like, I'm having a hard time with releasing from an ex and I haven't talked to them in years or I haven't yeah like multiple people I was like wow this is really coming up for people to release this and move Mm -hmm. on to their next level and the other part of that I didn't have that particular thing but but it my sense when I tune into it is really just like old patterning in general so for some people that patterning may be attached to a person 
Um, other people it may be attached to being spacey. <laughs> but underneath that, other people, quote unquote, um, <laughs> underneath that <laughs> is, well, it, it, I don't want to, it, it can be a number of things, but there has been a sense of an unworthiness picture or a lack of belief in your own power. Um, so a sense of really being, I talked about this a little bit on Instagram today, but a sense of being committed to an old version of yourself, um, yeah. thinking that this is who I am because this is who I've always been or, you know, and, and attaching all these stories to your identity. Um, so I've really been feeling into also this idea of like, I feel like I may have talked about this before, but just like, oh, wait, I'm here. So I'm going to commit to myself. And if I'm going to commit to myself, what does that look like? You know, um, and that is looking like committing to all of your potential, all of you, you can be your limitlessness, your sense of worthiness, you know, as opposed to all these false beliefs about who you were. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, so like I said, when I do my Zoom, we'll go more deeply into a lot of stuff. But as an energy report segment help, one thing that I've been giving, a, telling a lot of my clients this week is something that I've been, um, I feel like I've told this before, but it's another, it's a commitment to getting, feeling into your energy being bigger. Um, and I'll walk you through that in a second. But I will just say that, again, underneath that is a feeling of unworthiness. So if we're not owning all our power, it's because we we are buying into this idea that we're small. But oh, we're yeah. not small. We're not. None of us are. That's like Tara. Um, I've said this before to that, that Tara Brock calls it the, um, what does she call it? The, the um, ah, shoot. It's something of unworthiness, the myth of unworthiness. That's not quite it, but it's like the um, trance, the trance of oh, unworthiness. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You said that. Yeah, yeah. Believing in this, just you know, being in this trance of oh, this is who I am. This is who I am. None of that is true. You know, you are only your complete worthiness. So what you can do is bring in gold light from the top of your head, filling it up. I really like to see it as lines of light going through my whole body. That seems to be a really nice way to get it really through. Um, and seeing yourself feeling that light through your whole body and then emanating it so that it's bigger than the room you're in, bigger than the house you're in, bigger than the city you're in, bigger than the state you're in. Then finally, till you're bigger than the whole earth. So really feeling into that, making your energy big, just doing that helps give you a little recalibration of like, oh, I am limitless. You know, my energy doesn't stop at my body yeah. unless I tell it to, you know. So if you're telling it to be bigger, then you can feel that. And then when you're ready, bring it back down to size. Like I like it around 18 inches around my aura. So that you're just, you know, owning more of your space. So even if you're feeling this unworthiness feeling, it's like that kind of jolts you on an energy level. Like, oh, wait a minute. It helps you to remember a little bit. Oh, you know, I'm actually more than that. And then, of course, always practicing self-compassion, putting your hand on your heart, saying, may I be kind to myself, 
I love if you're doing any inner child healing, this is great too to just let yourself know like, oh, you're feeling knocked right now. You're feeling unworthy and just validating and loving yourself. Um, so yeah, but making yourself big is like a nice way to feel that on an energy level. All right. Great. Thank uh, you. You're welcome. Okay, so now it's time for practical magic. Okay, so Thursday, first day of October, best month. Also, <laughs> full moon. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> and it's the harvest moon. Oh, so, yeah. Um, and it's, there's two full moons in October. The oh, next cool. one is on Samhain, Ooh, on Halloween. Oh, that's a big kinda. one. Yeah, it's kind, kind of a of bummer fun. if people aren't ha- trick-or-treating. What a great night to go trick-or-treating under the light of a full moon. Yeah, or you could think of it as a, you know, consolation prize. Oh, okay. You get to go outside under the full moon on, right. thing, on Halloween, um, a.k.a. Samhain. Mm-hmm. So harvest moon, I love the harvest moon. I love celebrating the harvest moon. And my favorite thing to do really is dance. Find some um, celebratory music and mm. dance nice. to celebrate you could do this by yourself or you could do it with others dance to celebrate all your successes this mm. is a time i also am really feeling integration right now like mm. for me that was part i think of needing to rest was it's yeah. like going 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 and changing and opening up and letting go of old limitations and belief and it's like okay but then sometimes you need to integrate all that stuff you yes. can't just keep doing that all the time yes. yeah so i feel like harvest moon is a great time for that because um that it's the tradition is like let's take a break from all our work on the harvest and mm-hmm. celebrate the actual harvest and so psychologically energetically we can do that with all of our successes in all life areas and so you can think of what they are like oh you know i've gained so much self ability to be self-compassionate or um, I've gotten so much better at friendships or wow I like for me like I've started cooking and like enjoying mm. cooking and making a practice out of that mm. and just or loving my body more or whatever it is like six little successes big successes um, visible invisible it doesn't matter it's celebrating yourself and how far you've come this year um, or in life and then also it's fun too because it's just such a powerful moon and the full moon is so great for manifestation you might as well also bring in celebrating and dancing your success for the things that you are wanting to manifest Mm. so feeling as if like oh i'm just gonna dance with joy because i have a new subaru (laughs) (laughs) that's a callback to our uh, (laughs) our our instagram hour yeah Yeah, when we were (laughs) suggesting (laughs) manifesting various (laughs) various things that were not like super impressive in the eyes of the world even though i do think subarus are great yeah. Anyway, whatever so it is. Real, contact I do, us if you want to be a, a, <laughs> If you want to give us money for yeah. the promotion that we're giving yeah. you right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do want a Subaru. Just, you know, side note. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, dancing. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, you finished your book. Maybe you want to even write a book and you haven't even started yet. You can dance with joy for the feeling of mm. finishing it. Like, bring it into the present moment. You might as well for or, the And I can moon. celebrate, like, yeah, bringing in an agent. Like, bringing yes, in a publisher. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The perfect publishing situation. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, just kind fun. of put it, yeah, because you're already celebrating and we have all this amazing magical light coming through. It's And it's the season of the witch as we move through October. Remember, as we move through October in, well, really in both hemispheres, the veil is thinning mm-hmm. um, between the worlds of seen and unseen. As you get toward belting in the southern hemisphere, the veil is thinning Traditionally, we say between the world of humans and the world of the Fae. Mm-hmm. And then in, there's really not a difference. I feel like it's yeah, very similar. But as we move towards Samhain, the veil is thinning between the living and the dead, the seen and unseen, known and unknown, form and spirit. So you can sense that too. But it's a really powerful, magical time. And the harvest moon, it's beautiful that that's kind of inaugurating our October yeah as we move closer to Samhain so um oh yeah and also you can also kind of check in with yourself about balance I think Mm. this is an important thing if you haven't already been doing this since the equinox kind of check in like do you need to rest Mm -hmm. more like me or maybe you have been resting and you want to take some action on something, you know, mm-hmm. just whatever, whatever's going to bring you more balance. Maybe it's hanging out with people, you know, connecting with people. Maybe it's spending some time alone, you know, whatever it is, just check in and um, take care of yourself in that way. I feel like what I suggested with the, you know, getting your energy bigger is also a way of balance because it's like yeah. if you've been out of whack in terms of feeling small, it's like feel yourself big. Mm hmm. You know, and then do that while you dance. That sounds like a great comp. Totally connected. Yeah, especially because the power (laughs) that that harvest moon, if you can dance in the light of the moon, you're Uh, really going to feel the joy of it. It's so pretty. That'd be great. All righty. Well, let's do our quick housekeeping. Shall we? Yes, So you can find me at Highest Healing on Instagram if you want to follow me over there. And um, you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. You can schedule a session with me there, sign up for a Zoom class, or I have other classes on there, or sign up for my newsletter. You get some meditations when you do that. Um, Yeah. And where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. And you can find me on my website at TessWhitehurst.com, which is where you can learn about the Good Vibe Tribe Online School of Magical Arts and check out my books and find a bunch of free resources, guided meditation, spells, all kinds of fun stuff. It's all great. And you can all find right. us at magicalpodcast.com. Oh, right. That's mm-hmm. where we put the show notes. That's the one place where we put the links to the books and the and whatever TV we shows mentioned. and stuff we mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you can find us on Instagram at Magic Monday Podcast, on Facebook at Magic Monday Pod. And there's also a Facebook group, Magic Monday Podcast listeners. Oh, and, and you can call and ask us a question. We'd really love your voicemails. It's 828. 828- 
333-7181-828-333-7181. You can Give also us ask us a question at magicmoneypodcast.com. We have a little ask a question button on there, and we love those too. We love your questions. Yeah. Alrighty, so I'm going to be doing this again because it's still sitting on my desk. From um, I'm going to pick a card from Work Your Light Oracle Cards, Rebecca Campbell, and I picked The Great Gathering. It's all oh. coming together, intuitive hits, soul tribe. So this says, you are being called to let your intuition move you physically. You are connected to a group of souls who are weaving a web around the planet. And as you travel and share your creation, something is re-threaded. This card is an acknowledgement that you're either being called to connect with others who are like you at a soul level or that you already are. You are being called to gather groups of people either by leading them or becoming a part of a group that can support you. Um... So it's time to call in your tribe by sharing your soul's voice and letting yourself be seen. When you share what is real and true to you, you share the medicine that you most need. Those who are like you will gather around you. You are your tribe. They are just like you. So that's interesting. Yeah. Well, one place you can gather the tribe is the Magic Monday Podcast listeners page. That's right. And also on our Instagram live, come gather oh, with yeah. us. Maybe that's yeah, what gather. this was, a call to gather with us. Yep. Or <clears throat> and gather with me on the Zoom and gather with the Good Vibe Tribe. <laughs> right. Yep. It was just basically an that call promotion. was just, that's right. As I was going <laughs> to say, that card was basically <laughs> promoting us. So there you have it. Um, I mean, yeah. And or maybe connect with some magical friends and... Yeah. Find your tribe yeah. in whatever way you feel guided. So I drew from my Cosmic Dancer Oracle, which I wrote, co-wrote with mm-hmm. Sedona Soulfire. And um, I drew practice daily. Some days it's easy to show up and do the work you need to do. Other days you feel less inspired. This must not halt your quest to create momentum for yourself. You are now lovingly guided to honor your values and desires. Commit to methodically moving toward your goals every day. Sometimes small steps, such as taking a few moments to meditate, journal, chant, pray, or say affirmations, can help keep your mind and spirit focused on your divine calling and treasured intentions. A daily practice, whether it's dance, yoga, meditation, writing, visual art, academics, athletics, or some other cherished discipline directs and focuses your energy. Show up day in and day out to channel your effort and unique personal power toward a specific aim is one of the best ways to anchor scattered energy. It can also alleviate feelings of anxiety, depression, confusion, lethargy, and overwhelm. What's more, when you stick to a commitment by practicing regularly, your confidence will grow. So it goes on to talk about, you know, making sure you have space in your schedule mm. and um, and just, you know, ta- I think it's not about like overriding like how I needed to rest. And mm-hmm. then I found, I think it's a message of like, you can also rest and also daily show up and mm-hmm. do what you need to do in order to, but but tuning in energetically, I feel like that's important too. The message of yeah. being awake to what feels nourishing to you, but also, you know, having a commitment to what sure. is important to you. Well, that's like what I was saying <clears throat> in the energy report about committing to yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, committing so, to yourself. But, yeah, and listening to all the 
the balance. What right, because I feel like like my Capricorn rising, it sometimes mm-hmm. that's what sometimes will just be like, no, go, 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 just do more, and and then I was like. Okay, but I also need to feel inspired. I need to be relaxed enough to get, you know, remember why I'm doing this in the first place. And then, but then that's also part of the commitment is like staying inspired and staying well rested and, you know, taking care of myself in the way I need to take care of myself. So, right. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, take care of yourselves. And oh, there's one oh, more yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, wait. First, we have to pick our topic. Remember? Oh, right. What are we going to talk about? Oh, boy, I feel like this was a little more confusing this time. There's just a lot of, yeah, it's not like a, one major message coming through. It's a yeah. number of them. Maybe um, about listening to intuition and balance. That does seem like a good one. I mm-hmm. mean, because we are getting close to the harvest moon, too. It's the day before the harvest moon. What intuition and balance. Do you want to do that? When it, what does the harvest moon have to do with it? Well, um, I guess I'm connecting with like the intuitive lunar oh, vibes oh, yeah, of the yeah. full maybe, moon. Maybe like how we listen to our intuition. What are because I feel like a lot of people want to know about that. You know, like about yeah. how you hear your intuition. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. And then we can also talk about balance connected too. with self care. Yeah, yeah, intuition and self care. How's that? That's what okay. We'll let's do, do that. Okay. And uh, and listen to the cards. <clears throat> Boy, what happened to me there? Listen to the <laughs> cards and come visit us. <laughs> yes, you heard it. You it's heard also, it the by the way, I just forgot to mention this. And again, I feel like a bad Jew, but yesterday, if you're listening to this today, it was Yom Kippur and um, today is the day of fasting. Oh, um, okay. And why am I mentioning that? There, I felt like there was a reason for it uh, related to this. I guess it was just like gathering oh yeah, with people, gathering with your people. That's something. I don't know. You know what? I'm just throwing it in apparently for no reason. <laughs> this is what, see, I'm a little bit all over the place today. Well, what do you say on Yom Kippur? Do you see say Happy Yom oh, Kippur, no. or is there another thing you say? Oh no, I think there you is know? something. Tess, I'm a oh, really sorry. bad Jew. I don't I'm sorry. know what it is. I forget. It's not Lashana Tova because that was Yom. That was that's Rosh what we Hashanah. said last week. Yeah, and that's it ends. Rosh Hashanah ends on the day of Yom. All right, okay. guys. You know what? I love you. We'll see you soon. <laughs> we love you. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>